0: Okay, thank you. Such an interesting practice, huh? that you would stop everything, not in order to sleep, but to be awake. <laughs> the association is very different in, in uh, most of our minds. No? Like you stop, nothing's happening, no stimulation, it's time to sleep. No, it's time to actually be awake. So it might not be easy, because the whole system understands that. All the cues are there for sleeping. Um, I, I don't know why it makes me so happy, this practice. It brings joy to me, not all the time, but very often it makes me very, very joyful for, dif- for different reasons. It's one of the joys, uh, joy that I feel, one of the qualities I think is... Uh, um, is uh, gratitude gratitude i uh, definitely feel uh, a lot of gratitude for uh, uh, my teachers and you know all this lineage of people who have like transmitted this way of exploring life of, of questioning or attending caring about life this other way you know there's a lot of promotion of being busy and doing things you know and then this seems like a little group of people. They say, "Yeah, but no, <laughs> you know, <laughs> try something else. Try doing nothing. <coughs> try not being efficient. Try uh, letting go, you know, or, or just attending to simple things, not trying to acquire something else, whatever that is, you know, material or be somebody else or be seen or whatever, you know, not not something else. What is there?" Why? What is there? Like it's so, so much more fascinating. What could be there? You know, <laughs> or what should be there? That I want to spend time thinking about. You know, and attending to. And no, 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 don't, mm-hmm. don't pay attention to what's there. But there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. just a little traffic. Yes, mm-hmm. that is the way. <laughs> you know, that's surprising. You know, but there's just breathing. Yeah, the nose. This is the way. Pay attention to the nose, And so, one of the, also, so I'm I'm being very spontaneous here, but about just what happens here in this Mm -hmm. practice just now is, uh, I feel that it seems, it appears to me, like probably, uh, anyway, the best way I know of to work with um, death that will happen one day that's how it appears to me when I'm, si- I'm sitting here. It's like, wow, there's, I don't know of any better way to prepare for death, you know, to actually l- allow for Pascal to be forgotten, you know, to disappear, and to free <coughs> moments of knowing from appropriation, from identification, from f- fusion. Do you recognize what I'm saying? So I can be in that perception, impression, everything conditioned me to experience life like this, that I am breathing. I am hearing. It's me, Pascal, who's having this thought, you know? And then my teacher again, they say, no, sit there, pay attention. You might see that this is just an angle. It's been very much promoted. You know by your parents first, you know, <laughs> and it made sense at some point, but maybe it doesn't hold for the whole journey. You know? Pay attention, you'll see that there are moments of knowing, moments of hearing, moments of uh, tingling. You know there is consciousness, yeah, there is really consciousness of hearing sounds, consciousness of heat mm-hmm. or cold it it is really there. But maybe it's not exactly you or yours. Maybe it's really belonging to nature. It's really happening, you know. And if you pay attention, you'll see how they pass. And you're not so. You don't enter enter such deep grief, you know. Oh my God, the moment of hearing the bus is gone. You know, (laughs) it's gone. It's never gonna come back. You know, like see how natural it is for. That moment of experience, that life of hearing the bus or feeling the hands. See how it really exists while it exists? And then it's gone, and see how it sh- actually it's not such a problem. Is it? You know? And that it can't actually define you because it is gone. If it was you that was there hearing and the hearing, that moment is gone you know, then the whole thing falls apart, you know. The whole idea that it's me, you know. If I pay real attention, I slow down, and I'll notice that the one, me, who was hearing the clock, and now is thinking about something else, is not there, that me hearing the clock is gone, that experience is gone. I like that work. I think it's very um, important I'm, again, very thankful because I could easily have put my attention somewhere else and my energy and my time. And I'm told, no, pay attention, Pascal, you'll notice that things don't belong to you so much. Hearing happens by itself. Allow yourself to be forgotten in the moment of hearing. Allow hearing to be freed from any kind of appropriation colonization. Let it belong to nature, hearing. Let the breathing belong to nature, instead of making it yours and then being scared after. But it's my breathing, is somebody going to take it away? And Am I breathing right? And will I breathe later? And, you know, and all this. Allow breathing to happen. Don't make it yours. Take a break at least of yourself. you can always come back you know, <laughs> you know and take charge, you know? but at least for a few moments of respite is that the word? You know Allow life to do its thing. It does it really well without you, you know? so in the teachings the 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 Buddha seems to be really clear about the problem we have in life the source of our suffering is what is called clinging or grasping that's the only problem our problem is not that there's too much snow to or that they didn't remove it or they you know it's it's not that or something else apparently we don't have to believe this but that's kind of the it sets up the kind of laboratory for research, that suggestion, you know. No, it's not everything else. It's that movement of the mind, that action event that's called clinging, grasping, uh, fusing, identifying. There's so many ways. And so a whole life of research, I think, of how that movement uh, takes form An experience, I think is a worthy uh, use of a lifetime. Anyway, I'm really interested in that. (laughs) Actually, it becomes like a source of joy. Oh my God, clinging is endless. (laughs) There's so many ways it happens. So interesting. Still, it's clinging. And so I'll try to define a few of these ways. I mean, that's what we've been talking about today the whole time in a way. But, um, so... Clinging is to, um, we were at, just before the class started, I was trying to, um, we were thinking to, together about the translation for a word that resonates a lot for me in French, uh, le, the, the verb adhérer, which is a verb that uh, two dear uh, friends and uh, colleagues use in, uh, we teach uh, in French in uh, Switzerland. They talk about a adhering no adhering adhering to adhere adhere Adhere. (laughs) anyway and in (laughs) french it really vibrates because we don't use that word so often it's more like you'll read it but you won't actually say it so much Uh, but it's about like like kind of ruban adhesive it's probably the same uh, uh. Mm. Uh, so so it's like uh,
1: adhesion. 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 Yeah,
0: adhesion. And so they, they say that a lot. You know, If you sit mm-hmm. with them, they're like, oh, what are you adhering to? What are you adhering to? And they talk about clinging, say how we stick to something, buy into something, are duped by something, or start owning, like identifying, describing, defining ourselves by, by something. And how this is a mistaken view in the Buddhist uh, psychology, how there's a mistake. And the mistake will lead to stress, suffering, confusion, uh, all the different uh, emotions we have. And so as we sit here, I, I love to see how it does that, how it's, you know. And so for me, I see, like, basically, if I'm not very careful, so mindful, if I'm not mindful, so my mindfulness is very uneven, Uneven even is actually a very generous term for what I experience on a daily basis. <laughs> but basically, if I have a thought, I'm probably going to adhere to it, you know? I'm. And the next thought, I'm just going to adhere to that one also. And it might be opposite to the first one. It's, I'm, I'm not so... I don't have so much. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that picky, you know? It's like, I'm right, I'm right. Oh my God, I'm wrong, I'm so wrong, you know? I'm... I do it better than everybody. No, I'm mistaken. Oh my god, I'm so bad, you know. I I just adhere. <laughs> Bringing me a thought, I'll just I'll just take it on, you know. Be duped by it or buy into it. Do you recognize this? Mm-hmm. And so what is one way that we cling to thoughts? One of the one of the I mean there's so many ways. One is like When I actually cling to a view, I am right, and there's a charge about it, and I can feel it. But the most uh, more subtle one that is very, very common for human beings, check this out, is that true for you, is that when you have a thought and you actually don't know that the mind is producing words and images, you're just inhabiting that world. So that's a kind of adherence. So it means I buy into it. Oh, and I'm amazed at what I adhere to. Like, it's some of my thoughts might be really deep and important. These okay. But sometimes I'm just sitting there and I'm home, you know, col- you know, preparing the recycling. Like, but I really buy into it. Like, I'm really home. Because when I go back, I have to, you know... And I'll actually, I'll adhere to that. So for a little wh- while, I'll be born into that world. You know I don't mind, I can, I can adhere to that. A vision of me collecting. Do you recognize what I'm saying? And after it's gonna be something else, like charge, like I failed my whole life, you know? <laughs> There's this impression, I'm like oh. And the way I adhere to it is either by agreeing or by disagreeing and debating, no, it's not true, I have proofs, you know? <laughs> you know, and, and I'm struggling with it. That's both our kinds of adherence. Or is the word adherence working here today? Yeah. You know, so, I, so, you know, I'm just not recognizing it's a thought. It's it's a thought. It's just that, you know? Or I'm ashamed of that thought. Oh, no, not me having that thought, you know? I'm again, I'm adhering. There's so many ways I can I can be fooled, you know? And what is sanity, as opposed to adheri- at- adherence? You know? Sanity is to recognize there's a production in the mind. You know, there's, there's an appearance, there's a, something appearing in the mind. It's true. This is true. There's something, an impression, appearing in the mind. Let's, let's uh, recognize it for what it is. This is the description of uh, Vipassana, insight meditation or the dharma, to see things as they are, recognizing a thought for a thought, for what it is, an impression for what it is, something light. No, it's not light! You know, It appears heavy, but it's unsubstantial. Maybe that's a better word than light, because some thoughts are very heavy, sticky, but they are insubstantial. They, can you actually take it in your hands? No. It doesn't have any solidity to it. But we don't recognize this. That's being fooled. And so we sit here to clarify this. It takes decades (laughs) to clarify it, you know, that it's actually a mental event. And it's just that. It's an appearance, a mirage, you know, and it can be treated... um, delicately maybe, or or carefully, I don't know what's the word, but to actually recognize that it's that. And so, uh, and so, yeah, so we have the opportunity to actually sit and just notice the ways adherence happens, clinging happens, and it's so subtle. And for me, it's this. I see it all the time, this appropriation that I'm, I'm hearing. There's an eye in the middle of the story. And sounds, they sing. Like they do their thing by themselves. Do you see what I mean? Like, if the ear is healthy, then hearing happens. It's so interesting that I would come in the middle of that It's all about moi. (laughs) You know, it's like, honey, you could not be there and it would still be happening. You know? Have you noticed breathing? You know? Mm -hmm. It has its own life. Yeah? And so do the thoughts that land in there. They spontaneously land there. Especially we discover this when we want to not think. We just want to be here breathing. And it keeps suffering. It's... Preferences and opinions and shoulds and wants, you know. And so the, l- the thoughts, not only do they lend there by themselves, I mean, themselves, what I mean by that is the conditions, the story that was behind us, the society, the culture we live in, make these thoughts lend there. What happened just before make this thought land there. It as its own life. It lends there by itself, and it's also known by itself. Like one of the subtle ways of adherence is to think, okay, yeah, the thought lends then there by itself, but it's me, moi, knowing it. No, it's being known. It's also a very natural event that a thought is known. You know? I feel
2: like we talked about this last time, and now I need to carry it again. <laughs> I don't know because we're talking about thoughts and and then sort of the experience. And the, for me, what always happens is that there's this, when there's a compelling emotion as opposed to, or it's combined with a thought. I see that. Yeah. I experience it. Um, but even obsessive. So now there's an obsession. And, yeah. it's, and it's it feels, and I see, and I know that it is not perpetual. I know, and I can track, and I can see, you know, I had 10 minutes off or, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. It's um, flickering in some way. That's right. But but my experience of it is more than less, let's just say, right now. Yes. <laughs> and it feels terrible. And um, when I'm sitting, I guess, again, we, I, I feel like I'm just saying what you talked about last time, but I need to say it. Just trying to take the attention away from the, maybe the visual or the intellectual thought and stay with the physical experience of the emotion. Uh-huh. I don't know... Because it feels like it's hiding something else, maybe? Like, I can't, oh, it's like I can't, it's 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 perpetual because it's trying to reveal something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, and and I want it to be, because it has to have meaning, otherwise it's just ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but trying to figure out how to practice with it, like, okay, I sit, I stay with physical aspects of it, taking breaks by going into neutral. Yeah. Sensation yeah. to kind of rest, do you yeah. know, like give my mind a rest, but I don't I don't know if you have any. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I'm making
0: sense. No, you do. You are. <laughs> um yeah, so there's many ways to uh investigate or come into relationship with thoughts. So what I'm suggesting today is a very particular way. So I'm I'm addressing <coughs> the adherence or clinging mm-hmm. to things as self mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, some of the thoughts and emotions we have, we actually want to unpack them in a different way. Why does it mean that I keep... Uh, now I'm, ad- I'm addressing a, a very particular way, and mm-hmm. it's actually a very subtle way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's about the identifying with me and not... Mm-hmm. So if I stay in that line of the inquiry, mm-hmm. then I would say about what you're talking about, it's like, isn't it amazing that the obsession has its own life? Oh, huh? well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, in, in it's, future, a, it's it's yeah. Like, and and it. obsession, right. yeah, obsession, the function of obsession is to obsess. That's right. So everything is in order, no? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it does its things, things really yeah, it's well. Its job very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, painful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. painful. yeah. Yeah, and it's disturbing. But, but yeah.
2: by making that separation of recognizing it as not again, not I, but it's it's playing out. It is doing its job. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's existing and I can witness it, I guess. Right?
0: Yeah. 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 So so one of the things that comes to mind is um, for example, the idea that it should not be happening of course makes sense that it would be there you know you yeah. there's something lending mm-hmm. in your heart or mind all the time mm-hmm. knocking, pounding, you know mm-hmm. and so of course there would be this idea it should not be there mm-hmm. uh, that arises yeah 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 yeah. So, so how would I practice with this if there's an obsession? S- the things that come to mind to me is, and you, you know about this, but is uh, first a lot of tenderness huh? because there's suffering. There's a, there's a there's suffering happening. So mm-hmm. to me, there would be like, oh, Pascal, really hard, you know, being under attack, huh?
1: mm-hmm.
0: under occupation uh, with this pounding. So, okay. in that moment for me, what I see is that I'm actually, instead of buying into, struggling with, mm-hmm. hating mm-hmm. all kinds of adherence, mm-hmm. you know, I'm actually uh, bringing something else in. So, what is being, uh, we could say, uh, in, uh, in neuroplasticity, like what is being trained mm-hmm. in the face of obsession. That's right what it gives birth to if it's possible when it is is great care it's amazing that actually something coming at me like this charging at me like that's really like the buddha sitting the buddha to be is not yet it's just one of us uh, confused beings you know sitting there attacked obsessively by doubt or whatever else so that's same story no difference between the buddha to be and what you're describing you and so he's sitting there and uh, in the story, the way it's told is is he ch- changing the arrows, uh, very much like the arrows of obsession like this, uh, with his, with his uh, kind, uh, mindful, careful attention, is changing the arrows of obsession into flowers. How is that possible? so that's very delicate work. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work for a few seconds <laughs> and then the arrows <laughs> will, you know? So we we can't be so demanding on, on us, but still, to me, that's it. So, so the way I sit is, oh, amazing opportunity that I would not wish on anybody, that I would not wish on me, but amazing opportunity for great care, for, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Often in me there will arise in these moments a sense of urgency suddenly, like we can't actually afford hate here, mm-hmm. you know, even hating this situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's alri- we're already under attack. Mm-hmm. We can't produce more of the acid-burning mm-hmm. stuff, you know, uh, stabbing stuff. So, like, there's no choice but to be extremely kind, extremely caring so because we're in like um, devastated land or uh, you know on unsure land or and so when we can remember that mm-hmm. and it's possible mm-hmm. inside that's mm-hmm. the conditions are right then it's v- a lot a lot of care a lot of uh, love tenderness
2: mm-hmm. S- yeah. Yes. No, please. Well, no no, 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 no. I'm happy. No, I was just thinking. The tenor. I'm thinking of another word also about not acceptance. Like, oh, I accept, but 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 recognizing that it is so perpetual that it isn't actually going away. So the more I struggle against it, the more I'm suffering. And and even as you're talking, when I sit, it changes because it's like, oh no, that just is what's happening. It just really is. And so the 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 openness to it, the the love or whatever, makes room for it as opposed to being in what it could be otherwise so I appreciate yeah. that very much and it is for myself and for the thing for the experience of it whatever that creature is that's living
0: yeah and so <laughs> yeah. The other ways that I would practice with with it is I would recognize the idea that I have the belief that it should not be happening or that I don't want it to happen sure. and if I can and I it's not always possible but at some point I would imagine there's this space where I could say like okay do your thing.
2: That's what I mean. Just yeah. accepting it. Like it's push
0: necessary. on me, walk on me, destroy me. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. Die to it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. And uh, instead of like no, no resistance when it's there anyway, it's like okay, wash through. Mm-hmm. Do your thing. You know, not Fast. easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Did you have something you wanted no. to? I mean, that caring and
3: that uh, tenderness, I think, is directed to oneself, not to the
0: situation, not to the... Whatever is affordable, but often it's to oneself, you know. To, like, this being here right now is in bad shape. You know, they're under siege, you know. They're deserving of great care. Anybody would be that, uh, you know, weighted or is deserving of really great care. And, um, yeah, thanks, thank you. So, yeah, what what we're talking about is not easy stuff, not easy stuff at all. Um, What else, is there anything else? Claire?
2: Sometimes when there's a thought, then it can be, silly thought but that just keeps coming and repeating. Yeah. Sometimes there's an emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's good just to... Because like, when a thought comes, sometimes I'm tempted just to stay more in the thought. Um, but the body will sometimes say, hey, yeah. you know, there's something else here. And that thing that um, you know, you sometimes feel that there's something else. or something else. I've got to get to the bottom of this. It can be an emotion sometimes. Mm-hmm. For yeah. Me anyway. So just to go and see, is there an emotion? What's the emotion
0: here? Yeah. Yeah. Can yeah. Help. yeah. And go in the body. It seems like you're pointing yeah. also, like. Really. Yeah. Check back. What does it feel like? Often we're obsessed, you know, with uh, a story that is told. And so, one of the movement in the mindfulness practice that is not easy is to let go of the story or the attention in the story, and to turn and feel the one the soul or the mind, heart, body in the middle of that mm. story or mm. emotion, and to feel this yeah. can be the doorway to compassion, to care. Yeah. Yeah. And it I can
2: you know, the self, the, you know, when the body, the body, it's not so much uh, this
0: whole story of clay Me and, and this and, and, yeah.
2: The drops
0: yeah. So another way to get away from the, the and identification. And the
2: wave moves faster sometimes for mm-hmm. me. Like, exactly, like, I say, it feels like the story's hiding the movement of the emotion
1: and then it can occur more quickly, so I appreciate that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a quick
1: mm-hmm. question.
0: Yes. On it because you talk about stripping
4: away the adherence and and dis- detaching from self, but then I wonder in your practice what you have, if you come across um, what, what's left after that in terms of the soul and the heart and 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 so my question is how, is yeah what are your thoughts on what what remains yeah the, the deepest self or whatever it's called and how to protect it maybe better or
0: yeah care yeah wow that's that that is like yeah that's that <laughs> the, that journey is, am, is amazing that journey and i i don't know what we discover at different times or mm-hmm. in the course of practice but one, i'll tell you one of the just very very immediate way that it that uh it actually makes me laugh is uh uh So I can spend hours thinking about Pascal, you know, and providing for Pascal and working for Pascal and thinking about what we're going to do with Pascal this weekend and, you know, and how Pascal is perceived. And so I talk about this. I, I don't know if anybody has that too. You know but a lot of you know we earn money to take care of these bodies and we cook for them and then we you know and a lot of what we do is for the the and you know and we think about them that person a lot you know and then i sit in meditation and there's two different things that i feel often it's like actually like it's like okay so you've been working really hard for this person and providing for them and and organizing for them and planning what could eventually, even if it doesn't happen, you know, etc., now you have the chance to meet them, you know? <laughs> yeah. and, and often so I sit, and am like, okay, that's the meeting, you know? I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> I don't want to meet them, I want to think about them, you know? And I want to, you know, tell their stories and... and uh, think about them in the future, but I don't want to meet them, I'm not that interested, you know, it's (laughs) boring, you know, you sit there, and you know, I've been obsessed with myself all day, you know, and then you're like, there's a meeting, you're like, yeah, but it's just breathing, you know, it's like, yeah, well, (laughs) that's what you're obsessed about a lot, you know, (laughs) is it worth it, you know, so it's it's not in a diminishing way, it's, uh, to me it brings joy, it's like, wow, it's amazing, like I'll spend a lot of time, and then I have the chance to encounter it, and what do I find? Mm-hmm. a body breathing, mm-hmm. uh, hands touching? this is what I find, and sometimes I find anxiety, sometimes I find ease, but at different times different things actually, if I'm following a little bit on the Buddha, he seems to be saying, I actually didn't find anything that was essential That's why. like essential, like it mm-hmm. as in as in soul, you know as in like something that is only Pascal-ish, you know, nothing else, you know. <laughs> Uses, <ish>. d- <laughs> <laughs> you ju- I don't know how to, uh, like that is <laughs> essentially Pascal. It's like I find moments of hearing, moments of trouble, moments of joy, moments of seeing, moments of cold, moments of warmth, moments of appearing important, of appearing worthless. I see a lot of changing things happening But I don't, I haven't found anything essential. I think the main message at the end of the years of research of the Buddha was like, wow, I actually, so Wu Wei Wu, I think, is an author, thinker (coughs) that says, no wonder we're stressed out. 99% of our thoughts are about me. And when you look at it, there's none. Like, of course, we would be in neurosis. <laughs> You're upset about something that belongs to nature that is made up in your mind, you know? And so, but we are not called to believe that. And also, from the point of view where most of us are, this is like counterintuitive, an insult, strange, scary. You know, there's nothing good about that, hearing about that. But from the inside, when you quiet, you make the mind more quiet, less upset, less... Uh, and it quiets down and you can actually feel... Yeah, the Buddha said, I, I, I discover... There's many ways that he talks about this. We could take the five aggregates, for example. He like said, I see f- different rivers flowing of things that they're not... None of them are separate, unique, inherent, like having an inherent existence... They all belong to culture, nature, biology, weather. Uh, you know, they're, they're all part of the universe, part of the tapestry. You know, like the person in the tapestry? Mm-hmm. You know, the woman who's like this in the tapestry? You know, imagine she think I really exist, you know. <laughs> and you're like, no, honey, you're made of all the threads, you know. You're part of the tree of the unicorn. and <laughs> you know, it's all like this, you know. And she's like, no, no, I'm really here. I'm I'm doing this with my hands, you know. You're like, you're not, honey. It's the universe doing like it's an event, you know, like it's an appearance, you know. Wow, how crazy is that? That is a different worldview, isn't that? Mm-hmm. And so between our worldview and that worldview, that our uh, habitual perception, and that perception it seems like there's a little work to do, a little investigation, <laughs> a little field here. Could take a few years, decades, or lifetimes. But sometimes we have this, you know, in a moment, in a moment of grace, in a moment of connection with nature. That's probably why we're here, because we have either an intuition or there's been an experience. Sometimes, whoops, uh, there's a dropping of that separation that feels so scary, dissatisfying, you know, like there's me in on one side, conscious being, and the world. And it's me against the world more or more or less, you know? This is this is this is stressful. That's why we go to classes like this. We're like, is there is there another view, you know, that I could have than this thing that I'm separated and there's the world against me and I have to fight and it's viable, but it's not going to be easy, you know. And so we actually try to bring the right inner conditions. What are they? Calm, curiosity, kindness, staying power, courage, honesty, um, investigation. Like not taking anything, any assumptions for reality. Saying, what is it to be a human being, you know? And you discover, and then you see. Uh, Christiane Saint ger You know, her eyes are bright and she's not fooled. She's not fooled. She's like, no, 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 there's no separation. Between these eyes, I know there's something that is alive. Even if the whole thing is weighted down by ideas that the world was against me and it's, a, you know, how oh, this, I, I know between these eyes there's something else that is bigger. You know? And so that's the research. And so some people, they, f- they add an opening like, bang, you know, Eckhart Tolle, if you've read, you know. It's very expensive worldview, you know, and it's just sitting on a park bench and the mind opens. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about the Buddhist practice is that it, there's, a, there's a pedagogy. There's a, it's a gradual path. The Buddha says, no, you can actually undo this, deconstruct. The view you're caught in—that is erroneous, that is mistaken view, mistaken perception—you can actually deconstruct it. You can undo it. It's mistaken. It's, it's a misunderstanding. It can it can be cleared. It's possible, but you'll need to put a few hours in, you know. And there's a, almost a lifestyle, you know, to actually not believe your thoughts. Check it out there's a really a very good system sit down pay attention and you'll notice slowly how things appear disappear how things land by themselves are known by themselves you know and so is there an essential eye to protect in the view that I'm presenting here no you know but we live in a relative world you know you want to be the one who decide you know whatever it is that Belong, you know, belongs to you, and that conventional reality—your body, your opinions, your whatever it is. So it's it's like I'm presenting a bit of the absolute, but we don't want, like Jack Cornfield. Often I heard them say, you know, like, yes, a big view, a deep understanding of the world, and it's good if you remember your postal code, (laughs) you know, or your address, you know, like. Both, you know, because uh, mm. uh, yes. Could you tell me how to
1: spell Christian Seiger? Her last name? I'd like to look
0: at that. Yeah, it's, I think it's like the um, it's like the 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 sewing machine. Singer. Oh. Yeah. Singer. Is it oh, yes. not yes. like the
2: yes. like
0: the, the the sewing machine? Yes.
1: Singer. Yeah.
0: Singer. <laughs> I don't know if she would like the uh, analogy. <laughs> She's not alive anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so Christiane Saint Ger, singer. Um
4: I don't quite know how this connects, but it's connecting for me. Mm. When you're describing this the, the tapestry of the lady in the unicorn, um there's a book about that, that was written, I forget, by the woman who wrote Girl With the Tracy Tracy Chevalier. She wrote a book about the creation of this tapestry. Ah. and what was fascinating for me, because I didn't know anything about how those people did these yes,
0: I me mean, neither, I don't, I'm talking about it but
4: was <laughs> that they do them uh, they do them backwards, you know like they're uh. doing them from behind. behind so they're making the tapestry but they're not actually seeing what, it's a different view, that's yeah. what I'm getting at yeah, yeah. the front of the tapestry and what they're creating, that we look at is totally different from the way they're creating it. Yeah. So for me, that's a really interesting example because their view of what they're creating is different from the one we see. Yeah,
0: and for us, it's the opposite. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. see first the view Mm -hmm. and with uh, investigation, the Dhamma-Vichaya, investigation of phenomena, that's really exactly the word. Mm -hmm. Here we sit and we say, yeah, it's me, it's me, it's me, tapestry, you know, And then we sit and we're like, let's see how it's made, you know? And we're like, oh my God, (laughs) I can't believe this, you know? Like what I thought the hand was a hand like the. And
4: hours. (laughs) Yes. Hours of them doing that.
0: Yes, and for us, I wore hours of investigation to clarify that a hand, you know, is not that solid thing that I saw in a little card, you know, in a book, in a children's book, you know, your hand, you know? And we're like, okay, that's it, hand, you know? When we sit here, we discover, oh my God, this is an alive, dynamic thing that I call hand, you know, mm. and heart, and me. What is me? You know, I have a strong impression because I've been told, it's you, it's you, it's you, you know. And now I sit here and I see different things happening, mm. you know, moments. Mm. Yeah. Christiane uh, saint am sorry, I've got to come back to this, but at the beginning of one of the interviews, I think... It's a, the hour-long interview, so the, the person, as they do, they say, today we have Christiane Saint-Ger, she was born there, she did that, and she wrote this, and she won that prize, and, she, and she's sitting, and she has a, kind of a smile, and then later in the interview she said, like, when you told my biography, we so know it's not me. Like, we know it's, uh, there's a story told, you know, there's something about it, but as I'm sitting here, it's interesting to hear that story, like, it's not me here now. Like, it's not. But if I'm not mistaken, like, yeah, that's me. It's Ma, you know? But she's not fooled like this. She's like, yeah, there is a story. Th- these things are factual. They're true. There's no. You're not telling the wrong story. But also, I don't. It doesn't describe my experience immediately here. I'm something else, you know? I'm not that story. Mm-hmm. I'm not that girl in the tapestry. You know, I'm something alive here that is responding to stimulation now, you know, and later I'll be something else, you know. And every time they were saying like, and you said this, beautiful quotation, you know, she's always a little like, yeah, one day I said that, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm sorry I did, you know, or or that, I don't know, like, why, you know, like, I mean, she has integrity, she knows why she said things she said, but still, like, it's, it's not alive anymore now, you know. Oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> yes? I think with the papistry and things that we have been talking,
3: it is a lot
0: about perception, isn't eh? it? Yeah, it's, it's totally that field of perception, how we perceive things, and the invitation of the Buddha, as I think of it, is question your perceptions. And the, you know the image you use for perception, mirage. Mm-hmm. When he talks about perceptions, perceptions are how things appear to us, how they, the sense we get, this, you know, that sense of I or that perception. He says, pay attention to this. You'll see how even this is changing. Like, you know, what the Christmas holiday you thought they were going to be like, <laughs> and on the other side what they were like exactly what I thought you know <laughs> or maybe a little different you know or you know things things are everything is in flux and movement and uh, and so here we pay attention because it's natural to the mind to conceptualize conceptualize is to take a bunch of things and stop 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 it you know this is Pascal you know and we take a bunch of things and we say, this is Pascal. Pascal was the, what we see on the picture there and that story, this is all Pascal. And you're like, yeah, but it is. No, but it's gone. It doesn't exist. Where is that little child on this four, Le- uh, whatever you call it for his fours? You know, it doesn't exist. Still, I call it Pascal. I put it in that, you know. Yeah, we, we put many little things together. And th- another image that Buddha use is the chariot. It's, it's, very, it's a very good uh, image. It's like the chariot. Is there an essence chariot? It's like the chariot is made of many parts. Uh, if you remove the wheels, you remove the pole, this, this, that, the that, that. Is there like something that is uniquely chariot? No. It's made of the world. There's nothing essentially chariot. But we make it, we say, yeah, but, yeah, but. You know? And so, in practice, we're looking and paying attention and breaking down things. And it's not just an intellectual exercise, which it might sound like this a little bit now, but it's actually to release us from the ways we're caught and feel separated and alienated Yes.
3: No, I just wonder. <laughs> My little visual. No, it, it, I had that uh, dream at one point, and it was I was hanging on the end of a rope, and like it was catastrophe. Uh, what am I going to do if I let go? What's going to happen? And you put everything you can, whatever, on that feeling of being at the end of the rope. And that I, I. Uh, it went on for a very long time and I finally decided to let go and I was just two inches off the ground.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So the perceptions, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, so it was partly what I thought wasn't, you know, what I made up this thing and if I finally decided to let go because the important thing was to let go and I did and it was, you know, It it was just two inches off the ground. Wow. You know, I I can see everything.
0: Yeah. And so how liberating then when we have a perception, that's been my experience, what I would describe as do any wisdom that I've gained, is partly this, is to recognize, oh, this is how it appears right now. You know? And so to put it in the perspective of uh, that's how it appears right now. It might not appear like this later. And that saves me a lot of trouble. Oh, that's how it appears right now. It appears like this. Let's stay tuned and see how it will appear in even a few seconds. You know, whoops. It will change form, you know.
3: The, 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 the thing that I'm learning here is the fact that I still hang on the rope. <laughs> um, but I, I can... Uh, take my distance, like it's not as personal, like it's me, uh, as, as you say, but it, as you say, it's a, a period of time or something I'm going through, and it's okay. Then it, against I can stay on the end of the rope because that's what I'm supposed to, you know, that's what I'm going through right now. And uh, so the whole process, keeps on it, it still happens but it's easier
0: a little easier yeah. a little uh, more perspective yeah. or and equilibrium learning, in the mind
3: and I can see what I was doing and why and you know sort of where it all comes from Okay. Mm, it's, uh, so it's uh, like it's the growing though I can I'm still on the end of the rope <laughs> and I still rope
0: yeah, great great so maybe one l- last thing that I'll, I'll just say, maybe we'll uh, practice a little bit together for a few minutes, is um, like one thing we could question that is very interesting to me is the uh, <coughs> adherence as mine, like the, that view that it's mine about emotions and how, for many of us, emotions, are we're really identified. Like it's my emotion, I have to do something about it, and it's very... Uh, it's very um, It can be very sticky like this, and uh, like it becomes at the forefront, and it's, uh, and uh, is there another view possible, you know? I know like, for example, in the Tibetan practice, I think think I've heard a few times say, emotions are self-liberating. They Mm self-liberate. If you don't mess up with them, like start to own them, and like they have their way of like, appearing and disappearing. I think that's a for me, I don't know if it's true, but it's certainly really interesting for practice like how how am I holding to to this and um yeah, so like the relationship we have to emotions, I think is, can be quite uh uh, interesting to see how we uh, we make it us a lot, you know. And could it be uh, possible to say like, wow, there is an emotion here. There's a strong emotion here. And if I if it doesn't describe me exactly, it's I don't know. There's anxiety here or fear here. It belonged to nature. What if it was not exactly me? Like, how can I care about it, honor it, but not adhere to it, as in define myself by it. I think that's probably for many of us that would be a real good edge of practice, you know, because we, maybe we can think, out oh, my thoughts, you know, the, the thoughts land there and this and that, but the emotions, that's the core of moi, you know, and I need to do something about it. But I'm not talking about denial here, mm-hmm. but also not the other extreme of adherence. Yeah. So, wow, there's this strong emotion here. Can that be allowed to be here and not make it exactly me, but an event happening? Uh, So let's sit together for a few minutes, maybe uh, five, seven minutes together. see if you can give back to nature what belongs to nature and was nature all along that you uh, have maybe appropriated. Can tingling belong to nature, be an expression of nature, Can be left to do what it does? An ease, a dis ease. Or all other movements of the mind. Be allowed to be just movements of the mind. Really happening, really there. Not exactly moi, me, mine. disturbance to exist if it's there or centeredness or spaciousness if that's what's there. As one teacher says, it's not so much you who's going to be liberated as much as everything else. nature, breathing. Nature sensitive to heat or sounds, vibrations, cold. nature knowing. Thank mm-hmm. you. Can this meeting with nature, whatever it's made of, be uh, in the f- happening in a field of care or friendliness, tenderness? Sometimes it's possible. Passion if there is devastation of some sort, rejoicing if it's easeful or beautiful. Okay, so may we be careful, caring with everything that arises and maybe uh, less identified, ad- adhering, defining ourselves by it. Okay, thank you. This is the form it took today. Hopefully, there was more good than bad that happened from this meeting. Okay? Thank you. And as uh, you come out, you'll see there's two boxes here as every week. And so one is to support the center, and the other for, to su- support the teacher, as in the very old 2,500-year-old tradition of uh, offering these uh, teachings freely and supporting each other. Thank you. I think I'll be back here. I mean, there's a lot of things happening here that you can participate on but in, but I'll be back here, I think, in two weeks, in a couple of weeks. Okay. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Thanks. My translator brain.
0: Thank you for listening.